welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. Monty DeFaro only seen here out of Indie Music Studios. At the board is the all-time greatest producer, Abe. How are you? Doing good. How are you guys doing? And across the universe is the star of the show, Mr. Jimmy Farrow. Jimmy, how are you, buddy? Across the universe. I like the way you put that. John Lennon is smiling. What's going on, man? Uh, you know, just getting ready. Um waiting on baby doll she should hopefully be in here shortly but the best part about having you jimmy is i don't have to delay the show because it's clearly just as entertaining with you aboard oh thank you appreciate yeah. that yeah wow. we kind of rock oh. go on we were talking before the show started um we were singing one day at a time and yeah. i mentioned to jimmy that just like old wrestling matches it's not good to go watch these old shows because <laughs> Valerie Bertinelli's not as hot as I remember her to be. And, you know, again, she was good looking, oh. don't get me wrong. But when I was younger, I remember, like, you know, it was private time with Valerie. And now it's like, mm, I don't know, the older Monty's like, eh. It's like a Backlund-Morocco match. You're comparing Valerie Bertinelli's staying power to a Backlund-Morocco match. Well, I kind of put uh. them on the same level, Jimmy, because it's like, I love those matches, but now when I watch them today, I'm like, bleh. <laughs> so are you – all right, let me let me see if I got this right, though. Did you, like, go into the bathroom mm -hmm. with a, with a one-day-at-a-time rerun and start chanting boring? <laughs> Actually, the wife, <laughs> the wife went away, and I put on Channel 114. That's intended TV here in New York, folks, where they yeah. have one-day-at-a-time. Got you know, got the the candlelights burning. You know, got the got the hand cream on the table, and oh, come on. just it just didn't happen. And, nothing happened. And Jimmy, then nothing. and then this music came into your head. She's not it. She's not it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. She has like that man. that '80s fluffy hair and you know beautiful feathered hair. Beautiful feathered hair. What's wrong with you? Feathered. Are you out of your mind? First, first of all, first of all, Valerie Bertinelli, you gotta put yourself back. Could you put yourself back in 1982 or whatever year it was? If she, she was smoking hot then, matters. That's all that matters. I mean, what? Now, yeah, she, she now it doesn't do the same hot. thing. Oh, there's a lot of things. That's hot. Okay. All she right. was smoking all hot right. back then, but the Monty at 56, right. almost 57 years old, is like, eh. Dude, she blows away Misha Montana. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, okay. All right. There you, you got me. You got me. Come on. No, and no apology either. None. No way. Uh-uh. So, Jimmy. Too much Pornhub, Mike. Yeah, go ahead. You know what? Jimmy, you're right. That's a – sometimes you're very – you make some very intelligent comments. That is correct, sir. That – Yeah. That – Ne what, what do we call it? A network, whatever you call it, <laughs> a hub. Yeah, oh, it's a it's a network, all right. <laughs> it will ruin it's any man network. for life. Yeah, you should. Yeah, you know well, what? They should put a warning on the on Pornhub. Don't come here unless you want your life ruined. I aspired long ago to be the star of my own show. I do not watch any of that nonsense. No, thank you. Did you want to be a porn star? No. Not at all. What do I need everybody looking at my ding-dong? Next thing you know, WCW will be calling me to join the tag team. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No. Heck no. Jimmy, What's before we you? get started, I want to uh, 
send out prayers to a friend of the show, Jamie Dundee. Uh, this week he lost his um, his son, and uh, just yeah, I want to him and his wife Angela. Uh, I want to say prayers to you and your family. No, no family should ever have to uh, bury their child. Uh, Wait a do minute. You have any idea? The, What's up? One of our favorite person has appeared, Jimmy. She is here. Okay. Well, she was here, here, and I don't think she's here anymore. Oh, she was here, and then she's gone. I think she disconnected, um, Boy, but of, she'll probably reconnect I've in a second. Cameos. I'll email her. <laughs> what did you say, cameos, Jimmy? But this is a little... I've heard of cameos, but that's a little out of control. <laughs> but anyway, come on, baby doll, come on down. <laughs> Want to say, again, prayers to the Dundee family. Um... Mike, do you know what happened? Uh, do you have any details? You know, Jimmy, um, I sent them a message. I, I, Again, my wife, that was always a very bad habit of me, Jimmy, was when things would happen, I'd be like, what happened? You know, and it, it, it is kind of rude. Like, I'll ask people, like, in a general conversation at dinner, like, how much money do you make at your job? <laughs> and my <laughs> wife's like, what is wrong with you? Everything. What? What's there to figure out? Nothing to figure out here. You just want information. You just want information. That's our job, is to accumulate information. Well, so we can a make a thing. Don't you want to know, like, what people do no. and how much money they no. make? No, I don't care. But you know me. I don't care about I don't care about much. I have a very little box of things I care about. And that, you know, obviously the people who are near to me in Black Sabbath, right? I mean. There you go. About it. There, yeah. There you go. And by the way, our special guest has arrived. One of our favorite yes. people at the Monty Nefaro show. Baby yes, doll, yes. how are you? I'm well. How are y'all? Oh, you look great. Yes, we is. are wonderful. And <laughs> so you. glad that you took the time out to come on the show tonight. Yeah. Um put on makeup and everything, so <laughs> Well, you know what? I'm I'm, oh. I'm pulling I'm pulling up so the way this the, the uh camera is configured I, I'm old, obviously, no matter what kind of glasses I'm wearing, I have trouble seeing. So I have to pop up the screen, and you look as beautiful as always. Is that, well, thank you. Is that wrong, like when someone says to someone, you look beautiful? Is that out of line? Are we still allowed to do that nowadays? What do you, what do you think, baby? Doctor? Oh, for me, I mean, it's a compliment. Why, you know, why, if you're sincere about it, yes. If you're just being, like, half-assed about it, then no thank you. But, yeah. I mean, we put a lot of effort into and spend a lot of money and time on my hair and stuff for someone to say, hey, you look good. I mean, that means something. Now, how does someone half-ass a compliment? Like, is it just the tone? Like, hey, baby doll, you look good like that? Is that how that works? Oh, I, I, I can do it. I don't know if I've ever gotten it, but, oh, yeah, that looks really great on you. So act like I'm handsome. And you're going to try to sell me that you think I'm handsome. Let me see what. Well, let me goes. put on my glasses. Hold on. Um, <laughs> I got to see a picture. Hold on. The key word is act. Act. Yes. Okay. I need to see your photo. That's a really nice jacket. Blue is your color. Well, considering it's a shirt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, thanks, baby doll. <laughs> you're welcome. Ooh, that was smooth. What are you wow. talking about? I bought it. <laughs> Now, uh, <laughs> you know, it just proves how overweight I am, Jimmy, because when people think the shirt you're wearing is a jacket, you got problems. Right? Yeah. Well, I have the denim shirt on, too, so I'm good. All right. Uh, okay. 
we got a lot to talk about. Um, but real quick, Jimmy Jimmy moved to Florida, so that's why he's not next to me right now in studio. So I'm in studio. Well, You're where you are. I just got are. back from Florida. I just got back from Florida. Where are you at? Panama City Beach. Okay. My daughter's yeah. in uh, Coral Springs. Okay. If I knew where that was, yeah, I would pretend that I do. But I don't. I don't know what know. anything is yet. And I've been here five months. So I'm completely lost. I don't know what anything oh, wow. is. I was yeah, there. I haven't learned um, a thing. Yeah, I was there like three days, and we drove like 500 miles going between. He's only 11 miles from the beach, but we went to several beaches and went out to eat. I hadn't seen her since August, so it was a really, really good visit. Really good visit. I needed it. It was super. I got a little color. I mean, that was good. You do look – are you a beach – like, I I love the beach. Jimmy, on the other hand, I brought Jimmy to the beach, and he became a lobster. He refused to ever go back. Um, yeah, that's because oh, no. your your wife's friend showed up and you took my umbrella. <laughs> we were out there uh, probably five hours a day for two days, so probably ten hours total. I got a little pink, but I've done so much damage to my skin with sunbeds and out in the sun. It doesn't take much for me to get dark. Yeah, yeah I could definitely Ooh. see. I could definitely see it dark. Where now? Where it's do you good. live right so now? Healthy. Where do you live right now? Right now, I am in Hudson, North Carolina, which is between Hickory and Lenore. Mm. We're in the uh, foothills of the Appalachian Mountains in Caldwell County. We are famous for um, Eric Church, who was uh, born right down the road in Granite Falls, and Madison Bumgardner, the the baseball pitcher for the Major League, is uh, my neighbor. Wow. Oh, really? Is he yes. is he friendly because because on the mound he's a nasty sob I love him but how is he like my husband, you know, you, you see my him husband has yet Don't to, talk to me. I've met his wife I've met his mother in law I've met his father in law uh, their property is just right across the road from ours but my husband is yet to introduce us it was really funny because like two summers ago uh, Aquaman came out and so Ryder our little nine year old and I were talking about Aquaman and Ted walked by and he was like. You know that guy's driven past our house like 20 times this past summer. I was like, Jason Momoa has not driven past our house. And he was like, oh, yeah, he's real good friends with Madison. He's been driving past our house all summer long. They're like buddies and go to Asheville and ride bikes and stuff. Next time I think Jason Momoa is going to ride by my house, I'm throwing a chicken at him, so I'll stop. (laughs) Now, how does your daughter transition to Florida? Because she obviously was in Carolinas with you. Does she like it? or? Oh, how could you not like it? She's 11 miles from the beach. She's uh, Her apartment that she's at with her husband, Dustin, is right next to a really, really nice park. She loves to fish. She loves the water. She went swimming with the sharks for her birthday. Mm-hmm. So we've got pictures of her with, like, this 14-foot bull shark, like, swimming underneath her, and she's, like, snorkeling. She loves on her days off to go to the pier and go fishing. She's always sending me pictures of, you know, like what she's catching and where she's at. It was um, really hard for me whenever she moved. And I hope I don't cry. Oh, don't cry, Nick. Don't cry. Um, it was really hard the makeup, whenever the makeup, she moved. Baby doll, the makeup. I know, right? And I have to look up and, and it's going to. But this is the first time that we've ever really been like apart. So. Mm. But for me to go down there and see just the paradise that she's in, she's got a really, really good job. She's wrestling for NWA. I mean, just all positive. It's everything that a mom would want. So 
the empty nest is definitely hard and I knew it would hurt. I just didn't know it was going to hurt this much, but it's supposed to, you know, if they didn't matter, then it wouldn't, and it wouldn't hurt, but it hurts. (laughs) Well, think about this last time you in studio, I think it was like two years ago or maybe, you know, she was just starting. Look, look at her now. Look at, look at her now. How incredible is that? Oh yeah. Well, you say that she's just starting. See, she started wrestling when she was 14. She just started with NWA um, about two years ago. Mm-hmm. So the NWA is going to push her like nobody has pushed her before and just and working with her and getting her some gear, you know, made what they want and everything. So it's just positive. It's so good for her. Well, I love it. Your baby doll, if, I do, if, if I've done my homework correctly, I believe that you at a very young age had made up your mind to be a wrestler. How did it feel when... She broke the news to you. Hey, I'm going to be a wrestler. What, what what did you go through there? Oh, my gosh. We had moved from Joplin, Missouri to North Carolina. We were living in Fayetteville. And um, I mainly moved because I really liked doing wrestling shows. I liked doing the events on the weekends. So she would travel with me. And let me see. This would have been 2017. So she was like 14, 15 whenever she started traveling with me and started working my merch table and the whole thing. So she started... She got her feet wet right off the bat. Well, then one day we were working um, CWA show down in um, Orangeburg, South Carolina. And she was like, Mom, can I get in the ring and take some bumps? I want to learn how to wrestle. So I was like, okay. (laughs) So the next day she was so sore, she couldn't lift her head up off the pillow. That's because with wrestling, you may want to be a wrestler, but your body will tell you no because... You've got to teach yourself how to fall and fall really hard. Well, since you were a small child, you taught yourself that, like, falling hurts, don't fall. Well, to be a wrestler, you've got to teach yourself how to fall and fall really hard and really direct. So that first day after she did her first training, she she was so sore. But then the next time she was able to get in the ring, she was right back up there. She was like, when can I get in there again? When can I go? So I knew she had it. I mean, it was from the very first day I knew she had, that she she wanted it and she was gonna go for it. Well, I, I'm gonna tell you, I think she's gonna do very well, very well. She's got. Oh, oh she is. I'm so yeah. proud of her. So proud of her. Yes, that's my girl. There you she go. Listen, before we before we get into it, we're gonna jump in some news. I want both you and Jimmy to weigh in. So I'm gonna read the news article. Again, I'm very excited to have you on because, you know, Jimmy and I obviously are older, <laughs> right? Not revealing. Yeah, I'm older than y'all. I, I guarantee I'm older than all of y'all. We're close. If you're older, okay. only by a smudge, right? So I can't, okay. I can't hear either of you. Could you guys speak louder for the old, please? What was that? <laughs> well, my birthday is Tuesday. It hey, is. My birthday is Tuesday. Is. Yes, I'm getting old. I'm fine. Yes, I will be 62. I was born in 62, and this is my 62nd birthday. Wow. We're going to have to send her something, Jimmy. Maybe uh... freeze-dried candy. I want freeze-dried candy. I had freeze-dried Skittles. Yeah. They were amazing. Freeze-dried candy is my new addiction. Well, I was going to offer you one of our sponsors' bottle of wine, good fucking wines, but I guess it will be freeze-dried candy. We're going to have to send what you What about freeze-dried oh, well, wine? Mm. Okay. All right. I'll take wine. Wine's good. I just. All right. But my daughter had uh, Skittles, freeze-dried Skittles, and they're 
The only well, ones your... I didn't like were the Lucky Charms, but everything else has been really good. It's your birthday, so we got to okay. get you what you really want. So freeze dries candies, yeah. what's going to have to be. Yes. Yeah. All right, guys. Why Luke Combs' cover of Tracy Chapman's Fast Car is sparking controversy? In July, Chapman, who hasn't given an interview in years, told Billboard of the resurgence, I never expected to find myself on the country charts, but I am honored to be there. I'm happy for Luke and his success and grateful to the fans who have now embraced Fast Car. Combs is a country superstar known for his traditional sound and personal lyrics. Chapman, 59, is a black, queer singer-songwriter who made waves in the music industry in the 80s and 90s. So what's the Mm -hmm. controversy about? The Washington Post article considered to be the genesis of the debate. Emily Yari wrote, Although many of our thrilled to see Fast Car back in the spotlight and a new generation discovering Chapman's work, it's clouded by the fact that a black, queer woman, Chapman, 59, would have almost zero chance of achieving what was achieved on the country music charts. I'll start with Jimmy. What the F is going on, man? All right. First of all, good for Tracy Chapman that this song was covered by anyone. Okay? I'm sure she's happy about it. And the fact that it's been Mm -hmm. successful, I'm sure she's even happier. Okay? First of all. So good for her. Uh, Queer, black queer woman? Who the F wrote this anyway? What is that? What kind of way is that? Who? who? Washington Post. The Washington Post, those freedom fighters for one and all, wrote it that way? You hypocritical SOBs. Get the hell out of here. What kind of way is that to refer to? First of all, she wrote Fast Car. If I were her, I would die in peace one way or the other, because if it takes one hit, you get one hit, boy, you've accomplished something. How many decades later is it, Mike? We remember when Fast Car came out on MTV. So, again, good for her. As far as a country guy who's supposed to be macho and blah, 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 and stand for this, that, and the other thing, you think he gave two craps when he was covering that song? You think that even came into his mind? He was like, I bet you I could do a good job with this song. I think I will. Some people need to get a life. Apparently, the person who referred to Tracy Cap- uh, Chapman is a black queer woman. Loser. Next. Baby what doll. do you say, baby doll? What, yeah. a bunch of, what a bunch of garbage, man. Oy. The way I look at it, music is a universal language that brings us all together. So, you know, Amen. just let it go. Let let her make some money. Let let Combs make some money. Let him sing the song at the concerts. Didn't he, uh, Combs and Chapman just sing the song at the Grammys? So people just seem to get really upset when people get along. They just try and stir that pot. Let, music is a universal language that can be enjoyed by everyone. I love it. So first, I want to say That's this, perfect. and I want to ask you, Baby Doll, I think it's time that the WWE recognizes you and puts you in the Hall of Fame as one of the trend-setting females mm-hmm. in the industry of pro wrestling. What are your thoughts? Um, it will never happen. I am honored whenever you guys say that. I would like for, if it ever did happen, maybe um, as a group effort with Sunshine, Missy, Dark Journey, and myself. I think like the four-card... Uh, 
stud draw on that. That's what we need to do is like the four of us go in because we really did. There was no one like us. There was no one like us after us. It was a, a, definitely a different time in wrestling. They haven't had valets like that since then. I mean, I would be truly honored, but I, I'm never going to get that phone call. You know, we're going to get into this. You know, this pretty much this whole show is because there's no one per more perfect for what's happening in the wrestling world right now than you, considering what you've done for it. Um, but I will say this. With the new leadership in the WWE or TKO, mm-hmm. where you, I feel, where you think they'll never make that call, I, I, I'm not going to – I can't agree with you on that. I think the people in charge now recognize what you've done for the industry. I really do feel like it's going to come. Um, whether it's this year or not, I have no idea. Well, I'm, I'm thankful that they have the libraries, that they've bought up the libraries that they have, and that the videos of like the 80, 70s, 80s, and 90s, instead of being tucked away somewhere and hidden, that they're actually on the networks and things like that. People can actually see the work. It's cool that my daughters can see my work and now my little grandson and everything. I, that's what I'm thankful for. I'm, and for Triple H and Stephanie and, and everybody involved, thank you so much for making that available. Well, now we get to the darker side of things. I don't <laughs> have to go in too much, right? We all understand uh, – Vince McMahon is now being sued by a, a former employee, Janelle Grant, uh, for breaking a $3 million NBA, NDA agreement. Since then, she's come out with a, a lot of accusations. Uh, a lot of texts have been made public. And Grant now is claiming that she's suffering from PTSD. Um, someone that's been in the industry, when you hear this, does it shock you? Uh, what's your opinion on the whole situation? Oh, my gosh. I wish I was a little more educated on this because I've tried to read up on it, and it's really kind of gross, and it's kind of like, oh, my gosh. I, um, my question is, is that if she was abused and all this was happening to her, why didn't she get up and leave and start filing charges then? Instead, she just kept on accepting gifts and going along with it until Ben stopped paying her. Um, for me, as a female, I hope that if she didn't want to be there, um, I wish that she had had the strength to get up and leave. But then after everything happened, why did she keep accepting gifts? I mean, I really want to see, like, the testimony in all this and see more rather than just her side. It, it just is it's complicated to me. And then I kind of look at, like, the girls in the business. It's really bad for them because who's not going to look at WWE talent and go, what did you have to do to get that position? Mm. It's really made it a really dark cloud over the girls that are working with WWE because it makes people that aren't knowledgeable of the business and knowing what the girls actually do have to go through with the bumps and the training and the dieting and the travel and gear and just everything that girls have to go through to even get onto a spot. Now they've got this huge dark cloud over them over 
people thinking that they have to do that to get the spot or that they did that to get the spot. It's just it's just bad all the way around. You know, we have a show on the network. It's uh, called Dan and Benny in the Ring, and their, their take was that Vince McMahon had mind control over uh, the said woman who's making these claims. Do you think it's a possibility that a woman could be at, in her, you know, late 30s, early 40s, mind controlled to to have all this stuff done to her, which she's accusing them of doing with no. Yeah. What do, what do you think? Vin, what do you think, baby doll? Vince McManson? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know. And it's I mean, if it happened once and then she like called the cops or quit her job or whatever, but she kept going to work right. and she kept accepting right. gifts. And that just seems really weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. Taking flights to other states to do stuff. Yeah. I get, I'm going to get on a plane. And I'm going to go out of state to do a job for Vince. He's making me do it. Oh, this is terrible. I'll have the peanuts, right. please. Let, well, let, me ask, let me ask you this. When someone takes money, does that instantly discredit everything that they can claim at that point? doesn't help. Yeah, it does. It makes you a whore. Thank you. That's why I love you. I want to well, end the show right now. Give me that. I want to thank you for joining Monty and the Pharaoh. And no, but that, yeah, yeah. But you know what's funny, okay. baby doll? You mentioned here's, it earlier. Here's what, you want here's to see what I'm saying. I have been put Two. in positions that I didn't want to be put in. You know where it was awkward and strange. And oh my gosh, I'm weaving all over. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, That's okay. We're awkward and strange. And I didn't feel it was right, and I didn't want to go through with it. So I basically picked up my shoes and left. And they never saw me again. I never there went back and said, hey, I thought we had a – because it's like with Bill Cosby giving the uh, pills and the drinks to the ladies, and then the ladies are going, I can't believe he took advantage of me. You took pills and you drank alcohol. What did you think he was going to do, make you breakfast in the morning? You know, it's just – Women have to be smart, and and the and I think that they get themselves in positions that they don't know how to get out of. But you've got to just get up and leave if you're not happy. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I no, that's all good. I I don't want to put you on the spot and ask you in if was there anything in particular that you can share. I mean that that made you go screw this. You would I mean, if you don't want to give names. You would. You wouldn't know who they were, so it was um, it was business related, okay. but it wasn't anyone famous or right. It was right. more personal, you know, with my situation. So, but the um, but the fact have got to, women have got to be strong enough, and hopefully, I made my daughter strong enough that right. you know, if right. you're in a bad position, get up and leave. You know, you don't have to take it. You know, but if you stay there. And you let them shit on your head, and then you take gifts the next day. That's on you. So, let me ask you this. Obviously, um, we spoke about this previously. You know, you were married to you know the, one of the Smith family's uh, you know sons. Mm -hmm. I think it's public knowledge that you were you were kind of aware what Grizzly was doing behind the scenes. How were you able to handle that, knowing that was going on? Well, here's the deal. 
I had heard rumors. I had seen kind of weird stuff, but I never saw anything that I could go, that was it, because he covered it up so well. You know, it was, you know, you if we picked up like the girl or the girl was traveling with us, you kind of look for that look of like, hey, can I help you or whatever. I didn't see anything like that. Even Dark Journey, who traveled with us, said the same thing. So it was just so well covered that even now I couldn't couldn't say specifically something that had happened. And even like with Robin, I was right there with, with Robin and had no clue until after she had done the podcast. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that this happened. But, you, but you're able to recognize the difference, right, where Robin was groomed as a child, where this is a 40-year-old woman openly going into a relationship with a billionaire. I mean, let's be honest. If Vince McMahon made well, my there's money... A, there's a big difference between a young girl and a 40-year-old. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yes. oh, yeah. Baby doll, how much, how much stock do you put into the fact that Jake Roberts had the, uh, for lack of a better uh, way of putting it, took, taking a shit on Vince McMahon this week? Does Jake Roberts really have any credibility when he uh, opens up his mouth? I don't see why not. Um, I didn't okay. hear what Jake had said. He basically Mike, said that it in? was uh, the most disgusting thing he's ever heard or heard a person doing to another person. That's saying a lot for Jake, but then, I mean, it is disgusting, but she let it happen. I mean, from what I read, I mean, she stayed there while Vince took a shower and didn't leave until after he came back out. Why didn't you just get up and go? You know, guys are going to do to girls whatever they're allowed to. You know, they're going to go as far as they want. It's it's and especially in wrestling is. Why? Why is it so different thing. in the wrestling world, baby doll? Uh, and maybe it's not. Maybe I'm just making a stupid statement. No, it's not, because I've worked I've worked several different uh, for businesses and uh, companies and. It's everywhere. It it really. I think with wrestling, it's just more magnified because of the characters and the money. But I guarantee you, it's happening in football. It's happening in pro basketball. It's happening mm-hmm. in schools. Look, even like with schools, it's just it happens. It does. It's just with wrestling. It's just oh my gosh, we're just more out in the public about it. Hmm. How how are you able to, or have you even had the conversation with your daughter now that she's getting involved in the business? And I'm sure that this has been like a blur for you the last two years, watching her evolve into where she's at right now. Were you able to even sit down with her and talk to her about this? I mean, how, how do you have that conversation with your daughter considering she's now in the business? Well, we had that because I was just in Florida. We had that and it was kind of an agreement about how bad it was for the girls that are on rosters for TNA and AEW and WWE that now everybody thinks that how they got their spot was what did they have to do to do that. You know, and it's just, I think it's worse for the girl wrestlers than it is for anybody. Because it's it's certainly made it look really bad for them. Even though they didn't do anything. They just tried to work and get the spot. You know, it's amazing you're taking that angle because you're right. I didn't never thought about it that way. And not only do they get questioned by the guys, 
their own, you know, teammates or the other women are probably like, hmm, I wonder why she's getting a push. I wonder what she's doing. It's a shame. Exactly. It's it's it is this way. That's you know what? That's that's a that's a remarkable comment. And I totally agree with you. It's got to be doubly as difficult for sure. Mm -hmm. It is. And And even like being a girl wrestler, you're kind of looked down upon and, oh, well, yeah, you're a girl wrestler and things like that, not knowing what kind of athlete that you have to be, the schedule, the the working, the training, it's just so difficult. And then to have this put onto it, it it just makes it 10 times worse. It really does. Because even like with the indie girls, I'm not even talking about AEW and TNA and WWE and NWA, you know, like the indie girls. uh, I think that's the worst part of it is is what they think of what the girls have had to do to get their spot. Do you think anything's ever going to change, though? I mean, look at the human condition. You go back thousands of years, there's been nothing but misbehaving and crap like this. I'm being serious. I mean, do, is there any way to solve any of this? Or do people really think the more that they bitch about it, maybe something will get done? I, I tend to be a cynic about I, the I whole think thing. Something, I, feel like- I think that this is... I think that this is something that will definitely get other people to notice it and get, mm-hmm. definitely give girls a way to speak up and be heard. Um, but right. there's always going to be guys that want nasty stuff and that girls that are going to give it. Well, yep. let, me, uh, let me give you yep. the reverse on this, though. You're a male wrestler in an organization and say they're attracted to your daughter on, on a physical level, right? And just like mm-hmm. human nature... In a normal case, might ask her out on a date, for example. And if she wants to go, she goes. And if she doesn't, she doesn't, like real life. But considering this is happening, do you think this will create some sort of divide where the male athlete, even in the real world, the male is afraid to approach a female at this point for the fact that they may be dumped on like you see happening on a regular basis? We're getting there. Do you think guys are ever going to stop chasing girls? It's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Maybe it'll be, be more <laughs> back, respectful. Back to the maybe, evolution. Maybe it'll be more yep. respectful. But, yeah, but it's going to happen. Right. You know, and hopefully it'll make mm-hmm. it maybe a little more um, courteous and more, right. like, choose their words better. But oh. you're not going to stop human nature. I love yep. it. Yep. Yep. Adding on to the story, John Laurinaitis is eating cheese out there and squealing <laughs> like a rat. On one of the most recent things, he's he's pushing blame towards Vince McMahon and the WWE. Despite Maybe denials of, of WWE Maybe. management, um, he's now claiming uh, the former wrestler who passed away due to suicide, Ashley Massaro, had reported being raped in Kuwait and the WWE hit it. Um, and John Laurinaitis knew about it. So he's gone to the, you know, with his lawyer, stating, one, that Vince McMahon not only controlled Janelle Grant, but also controlled him and made him have sex with that woman. And two, he's now unveiling all the secrets behind the scenes, especially um, the new, you know, um, what is it? Uh, respect Revelation? to sorrow, right? Uh there's a hashtag yeah. out there right now. Thoughts on John right. Laurinaitis and him eating the cheese? Um, I had heard back after the Kuwait trip 
that Ashley had been raped. So that seems like it's a, it's a valid claim and should have been taken care of right then, especially with mm-hmm. Kuwait and the soldiers and everything. You know, that there should have been charges. Uh, they should have mm-hmm. taken care of Ashley. And instead, it made it seem like it was her fault that she was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And then that was wrong because even I had heard that she'd been raped. So for me, you know, the Janelle Grant is totally different than Ashley Massaro because Ashley, there should be justice for Ashley in that. Because she ended up, like, really her personality changed after that and eventually committed suicide. And that would be on John and, and Vince's heads. Because if they knew about it as much as they say that they did, it's their fault. How do you what about- does that say? Good. Go ahead, Jimmy. Yeah, sorry. what is that? Sorry, Mikey. What does that say to you about John Laurinaitis that all of a sudden now he's going to claim that he was working for uh, Vince McManson and that not only that, but now he's going to speak up about someone who was raped? What sort of credibility or what sort of human being does this make John Laurinaitis look like to you? Did you know John at all? I had only met him like once or twice. I really didn't know him that well. Now I knew his brother a lot better, but um, mm-hmm. I, I can't say that I know John, but I think that there should be some accountability on all this. And maybe with Janelle Grant bringing all this information forward, then maybe this is the way that Ashley gets her due justice. Do you think John Laurinaitis should be charged for knowing about the rape since he wants to talk about if it he, and throw Vince he, under the... If he knew about it and nothing was done, absolutely. Do you think All Vince right. McMahon should be sentenced to some jail time for everything that's going on? Um, the deal with Ashley, if he knew about it and nothing was done and swept it underneath the rug and just went on about business without taking care of his talent, especially if he knew what happened, yes, he should be held accountable. And and then going back and promoting more shows just made it worse. He shouldn't have ever gone back. They should have taken care of that whenever it happened. Whenever they got back and, and heard, they should have taken care of it right then. You know, instead of leaving the country and the whole thing, they should have taken care of it as soon as they heard about it. Take care of your talent. Wonder if something happened to John Cena. Wonder if something happened to The Rock. You know what I'm saying? Take care mm. of the girls the same way as you would take care of the boys. Damn, you're um, smart. You are if, smart. If this, <laughs> Good point. The she's deal with, she's you, all over it. The deal with, you know, the deal with, you know, Grant, it seems I, I would like to hear testimony on this. I would like to hear mm-hmm. more than a he said, she said back and right. forth text. We don't even know if the texts are real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. And if she's just upset right. because she's missing a million dollars, I mean, <clears throat> How could I take someone credible that she voluntarily let someone poop on her? I can't take that as being credible. Do you think at this point, though, the federal government's going to use? So you're I totally agree with you. Right. But now do you think they'll use this ample opportunity to get the man they've been trying to get, you know, since the steroid trial and maybe getting him on? The Ring Boy scandals, the Jimmy Snooker murder, the Ashley Massaro rape in Kuwait, and who knows what else. Do you think the federal government will use this window to try to imprison Vince McMahon? I don't think that they'll imprison him, but they'll sure take a lot of money. 
Because he's he's what in his seventies now. So what what is he going to go to jail for? You know, and, and I know that age is not you know a criteria to keep you out of jail. But by the time this mm-hmm. goes through courts and appeals and the whole thing, I don't. Even if he lives to a hundred, he probably won't see jail time. But he'll have to spend a lot of money, and that will hurt him. All right. Here's probably the most important question. To you, and I don't know, I know you don't know him well, but is Vince McMahon an evil person? No, I don't think he's evil. I think that he has a lot of money and a lot of power, and through the decades of having a multi billion dollar business, a lot of people would do whatever he wanted. And just mm-hmm. to get a piece of that pie, just to get a good paycheck, and people completely do 180 sometimes from what they, if they were a good person before, money and power can make you a very, yeah, can make you an evil person and can make you very uh, self-conscious and <sighs> no one else matters except for you and your family. And I think that's what happened with Vince. Baby doll, you're a really smart person, so I know you can handle this question. Give me <laughs> a percentage, because I, I just love, I love that everyone who's always hated Vince has waited for this moment. Oh, we finally, we got him, we got Satan. Uh, can you give me a percentage well, if the and, fan and out kind of there? The thing. I, here's kind of yeah. the weird thing is that, you know, everyone said that, why wouldn't I go to work for WWE? Maybe because he knew that I wasn't that type of girl, you know, that he couldn't. Take it's advantage possible. of me, and I, I wasn't that. It's possible, you know, that he just knew that he couldn't manipulate me the way that maybe he could mm. some of the other girls. Yeah, it's it's possible. Uh, give me a percentage for all those internet marks out there who have been waiting for this day to finally come down on Vince. What percentage could you give me if the if the wrestling fan at home knew the real truth? about all the wrestlers like let's say you've been watching wrestling since back from our time back in the early 80s all the wrestlers okay. give me a percentage right. of how many wrestlers would actually clear the clear the cut and not have in their closet that they would be mortified by and probably just look past because oh i like this certain wrestler that's okay good question. how many wrestlers what, what kind of percentage would you give me would you say 65 percent of them are no goods is it less is it more what say you? Five percent. Very, very, really? very few. Most of the guys are just really, really good guys, hardworking that's, guys. They'll go. That's, they'll that's, drink. They'll that's maybe take. Will um, you know, smoke a couple of joints, maybe have a couple of beers, right. drink, get up and go, and catch the plane the next day. They're calling their wives. They're calling their girlfriends. They're trying to do the best to take care of their family. Nice. I would say maybe five percent are weird. Wow, Mike, I got it. Mike, I got surprised at that answer, but hey, I'll take it. That's that's a good thing. Yeah, but you see, that's that's the thing, right? Because just like you said, we don't know. Baby doll knows, right? They they know that's the reality right. of it. We're just fans who just read stuff right. and come to our own decisions. Right. So again. Mm-hmm. The one great thing about Baby Doll, and we knew this the first time she was in studio, Jimmy, is she's a straight yeah. shooter, right? She she oh, doesn't yeah. really play games. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's not like, and I gotta commend you for this, Baby Doll. Your your daughter is on the rise. 
in one of the better wrestling organizations in the world, mm-hmm. there's a lot to be lost in this type of conversation. And, you know, you don't want, you know, today's cancel culture, if people don't like what you say, they'll be like, oh, let's cancel Samantha out. Um, so right. I give you tons of credit. Not that you, well, you know. Billy Corrigan, Billy Corrigan knows how to draw money. He, he loves NWA. He loves the history of NWA from a small child. He's loved professional wrestling. Um, I don't think that whatever I say, he's going to hold it against Samantha. No one should hold what I say against Samantha. Samantha has her, is so smart. She's college educated. She owned a Sonic at one time. She's uh, doing very well with Pfizer. Um, They moved her down to Florida so that she could work for them. I mean, you're an idiot if you hold whatever I say against my daughter. Because this is, if you want my daughter's opinion, ask her. Otherwise, you know, just love just it. stop. You know, I love, I love it. Can, cancel <laughs> culture is just so. I mean, if y'all want to cancel me, fine. I I have I have 65 chickens. I have a nine-year-old. I have a great husband. I have land. I have money. I have cars. I have seven Harleys in my basement. Go ahead and cancel me. I have other things to do. But if you're going to hold what I say against my daughter, then um, you're an idiot, and I feel sorry for you. Good for you. And not that you said Absolutely. anything wrong anyway. You gave an honest opinion of your thoughts. And you know what? That's what this country is well, based on. And my main thing is that I really feel sorry for the girls that are wrestlers now that have this holding over their head because some girl was an idiot and let Vince take advantage of her for years and showered mm-hmm. her with gifts, and as long as he was showering her with gifts and money, then everything was fine. But once that stopped, then all of a sudden it's a bad thing. I mean, that's what I don't right. understand. If you didn't like right. it, you should but, have done it over by and the over way, I'd like, again. I'd like to make it clear, too, that these thoughts that Baby Doll is projecting does not condone Vince McMahon's possible actions, like most of you idiots out there who've been calling Mike and I immature because we want to see the process play itself out. Yeah, choke on that. Oh, yeah. Choke I want the to chicken. See this go all, to all 65 chickens. I, I definitely want to see this go to court. I want to see both sides of this. I just don't want to see a bunch of um, supposed text messages. We don't even know if these are true. You know, right. You know, she took all those gifts, and that's kind of hard to explain. That's that's what I'm right. saying. If you don't like right. it, then you shouldn't have taken the gifts. Would you right. would you guys not, think not, ill will of me if I said that if Vince shit on my head for three million dollars, I would be okay with it? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, that I'm just be, sharing. I mean, Sit still, I don't want to know about it. I mean, if that's if y'all work that out, that's fine. But I don't want to know. <laughs> You won't work that out. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. I got to ask you this. In December, the Iron Claw came out, a movie for uh, the Von Erich family. Were you able to see that? Yeah. I have not seen it yet. I know it's going to be really sad. Um, I grew up with those kids, like junior high and high school. Um, I was very disappointed that they left Chris out. Uh, I kind of waited mm. for the reviews to see, you know, like what everybody's take on it was. But to me, to leave Chris out is kind of like the story of his life. Like, nope, they didn't have time for him back then. They don't have time for him now. And mm. it's just, 
I'm glad that they made Pam seem and Pam and the mom seem like the matriarchs of the family and kind of held all, everything together. I've met Pam a couple of times, who is Kevin's wife, just a sweetheart, just the the nicest person that I think I met while working in Dallas. And I like it that they did a really good light on her. Can well, I ask- I'll see it one day. I just I just haven't seen it yet. Well, it's coming to Max. If you get Max, you stream with Max, you'll have it in <laughs> three Max, weeks. Okay. Nice. Here's the question, though. Nice. They make Fritz into this, I don't want to say monster, but that he pushes the kids to such a limit that they end up having all these problems. Is that what you understood Fritz was? Fritz wanted the very best for his sons. Um, I mean, look at at David. I mean, he had the perfect body for wrestling. He was a perfect heel. He was a perfect baby face. Just so good for the business. And you had Kevin, who's got a body of a Greek god. You've got Kerry, who was, you know, had state championships in uh, discus and shot, and was an excellent athlete, uh, gorgeous human being, and just. Kerry and Kevin had the bodies of Greek gods, you know, and, and just nice. They love the fans. Uh, Mike, sweet, sweet Mike and Chris. It was, he wanted the very best. And as a dad, you push your sons to the limit. And now that I've got a little boy, I I see like how he reacts and how he does things. And it's more like with my two daughters, they could kind of, we lost her on a freeze. Right on the Von Erichs, Jimmy. Ugh. Unfreeze her, Abe. What are you doing over? Oh, it's not Abe's fault. What am I talking about? <laughs> we'll get her. She'll be back. Um, All right. I mean, just All to right. carry that, Jimmy, thoughts so far about this interview and Baby Doll's answers about the Janelle Grant Vince McMahon issues. Well, I'm not surprised at all. Baby Doll's as real as they come. That's what I remember from the first time we had her in person in the studio. She's just uh, a class act who says what she thinks, and if you don't like it, choke the chicken, all 65 of them, like I said earlier. She's got 65 chickens. That's a lot of chickens to choke. Let me ask you this. Since you've returned to the show, which so glad to have you back, um, it didn't take long for you to get triggered by fans on YouTube. Um, tell, tell no, not not fans, not fans with an S, not plural. Just one particular ass clown who was just like you know condescending and judgmental and said very stupid things like someone lost their life there. T H E R E. Then proceeded to say, I guess you two still watch wrestling. It's a wrestling channel, you moron. Yeah, we still watch <laughs> wrestling. What kind of moron is this, you know? And then he's deciding that he's the moral code for what's right and what's wrong. Right. And I have very little patience for people like that because that's what's gone wrong with this country. If, God forbid, you do things differently from most others, like let's say we want to be humorous about stuff. Hey, that's our choice, okay? If you don't agree with it, there's this little thing called the off button. Go watch something else. Okay, I don't need your lecture on how mature you are because I asked for due process, you moron. Okay, so basically that's what I felt about it. But now that Baby Doll's back, we could forget about the lesser and get to the fuller. Let's get back to Baby Doll, Mike. Baby Doll, doll, we were were talking about the honors. The perils of living out in the country. Sometimes I get lost. (laughs) It's what what happens to all of us. Damn foothills. 
It's those foothills. It is. What do you got, Mike? Me, you and me. Tag, you're it. Oh, it's me. Okay. Or is it me? I think it's me. It is you. I'm, I'm that's why I'm not go. saying anything. Yeah, well, you started to say something anyway. Baby doll, we got Cody Rhodes. He's obviously the uh, he's become the pro wrestling darling. You know, he's he's uh, the number yes. one face in the company, obviously. Yeah. And he seems to be taking the Daniel Bryan route right now because he's not getting, you know, his chance to finish the story, quote unquote, and fight Roman. But on the show, we get a much different reaction, usually very mixed when it comes to his father, Dusty. Can you tell us what Dusty wrote? Dusty made me a legend. Dusty made stars out of so many of us. I do not have one bad word I can say about it. I was blessed whenever I walked in that dressing room in Florida and he saw me and he saw money. And it was um, the right place at the right time. He always treated me with a lot of respect. He put me with the best wrestlers to work with. He gave me the best storylines. I look at mm -hmm. all the guys that he worked with, you know, in the Mid-Atlantic at that time, from Rock and Roll Express, Sting, Lex Luger, Tully, Arn, Flair, Barry Windham, JJ, the whole thing and how he made magic with all of us and there's not a bad word I can say what would you say to the fans who said that he always made himself the top of the card I mean I feel like Dusty Rhodes whether we did or whether he didn't is irrelevant to me Dusty Rhodes had it oozing with it what would you say to oh, the yeah. fans that criticized him, that Dusty was controlling everything and always putting himself number one well, he also had the responsibility of everything. I mean, when you're booking two and three towns every night, if you're doing five hours of TV every single week and you can put yourself, Dusty would not have put himself on top if he wasn't drawing, and he drew. And to tell you the truth, I mean, if you were on the card with Flair and Rock and Roll Express, yes, you sold out. But if you were on the card with, let's say, Dusty and Jimmy Valiant and those guys, I made more money on the cards with Dusty against Tolly than I did with Flair because Flair had the NWA booking, had the money going to NWA for the title. You also, He was also making a cut on that. So I would have much rather been main event with Tolly against Dusty and putting Dusty over than um, on the other cards because there was more money, just and and we sold out, so it was good. Baby doll, did anybody ever disrespect you in the industry that you couldn't stand? I mean, you're so highly respected. Every time we talk to any of the the wrestlers or the boys that come in studio, they only got great things to say about you. We have great things to say about you. But has there ever been anybody that pissed baby doll off? Hmm. That made me upset. Besides your ex-husband, let's let's put him on the. Yeah, but that was after. Um, and he's doing a lot better Praise now. Jesus. I I got a. He's doing good, doing really well. You get along. Um, you guys are getting along good. Well, um, I don't talk to him. My my husband thinks that exes are exes for a reason. Right. So I just mm. we're not even friends on Facebook. So I just don't, I don't stir that pot. I, I am friends with his wife. 
Uh, Kimberly is is super sweet. Uh, I mean, it's for me. He got the perfect girl. He got a girl that absolutely adores him, and and loves wrestling and loves traveling with him. And this just is like a perfect situation. So I'm very happy for them. Um, yes, like 30 years ago, things were bad, but people change. And especially with him going to jail for five years, it really changed him. And then he was in jail for both times that his parents died. And, you know, unfortunately, you can, you can, you can either grow up when you're 18, 19 years old, or you can grow up when you're 40 years old. And mm. Sam definitely grew right. up when he was like 50 right. years old. Right. Makes sense. I'm t- trying to think of anyone up that man i'm trying to well i'm, I'm mm-hmm. gonna help you i'm gonna help you answer that question okay are you ready who yes. is going to be the next president of the united states of america <laughs> right now well i'm hoping trump is yeah. how do you but, how do you think the, what do you know think of the job biden is doing for this country <laughs> oh god okay I, i'm just gonna yeah. say name one policy that he's enacted that's been successful. Well, let me ask you, the, how about like how defunding about, the police didn't work, the open border didn't work, his uh, economy yeah. didn't work. It's just nothing yeah. that he's proposed has worked. I was going to say, what do you think about his border policies? What border policy? <laughs> I mean, you just wait. Hold on, come in. Because it's, it's someone's knocking. Come in. It, it was what two million people this year. You know, that's great. And even I right. noticed, I mean, traveling around, you can see people that it's like, you're not legal. <laughs> and that's not good, mm-hmm. you know, because there's no accountability. You have to know who's going in and out of your country. Otherwise, you don't have a border. And that's part of the government's job is to protect us and to have a sovereign borders. And we're just on our southern border. It's just and it's all to prove Trump wrong. You're like, well, we're going to do this. Just to prove it because because Trump wanted the strong border because he knew what country can you go into without having any legal papers. Mm. And I've been on flights several times this year where I saw illegals that had the manila envelopes and that's all that they had. And they didn't have to go through TSA. I have to go through security every time. Here they had them all bunched up together going through without even getting checked. And all they had was an envelope and a destination. That's not fair to the rest of us. It's not fair to the to like, like Markova, the Russian girl that's in NWA. She has spent thousands of dollars and years to try and get her citizenship so that she can be a legal citizen over here. How is that fair to her when she's going through the whole process when you've got millions of people that are coming in here with no accountability at all? Fantastic. All right, last question. Um, most recently, The Rock has come back those crazy wrestling fans who take their fake wrestling so seriously um, (laughs) are now threatening death threats against his daughter who is in NXT. You've had two super angles um, back in the day. Uh, One, obviously, Tully Blanchard slapping you on nationwide TV, which uh, I don't even know how he got away with that one. And then... You turning on Dusty Rhodes. Did you ever get death threats? And did Tully ever get death threats after he slapped you? Um, I know that 
Jim Cornette got death threats whenever he did the tennis racket into my stomach um, in Greenville. I was working with Dusty mm -hmm. and we were doing, we were building up to the Great American Bash. And when um, Bobby Eaton held me and Cornette hit me with a tennis racket, I know for sure Cornette got death threats because when we went to TBS uh, studios, they gave us our fan mail. And like Rock and Roll Express literally got bags of mail. Well, I would get a couple of shoe boxes, which I was thrilled with because I could go through it and I'd answer, answer them sometimes. And it was just kind of cool to see what everybody was writing. So some of the letters had like weird addresses on the outside and I didn't know what it was. So I'd open them up and it was from prisoners in jail. And they were writing me, letting me know that when they got out, they would take care of my problem. I would just have to let them know. And I showed those letters to Jimmy because I was like, this is, they're serious. Yes. And and I got several. I got a couple dozen of them. Wow. Did uh, did did Bobby yes. Eaton get any death threats? Did Bobby Eaton get any death threats? Or was just this the, the public just deciding to pick on Cornette. the uh, smaller guy? It was guy. Cornette. Yeah, it was, uh, it was wow. Cornette because Cornette had the mouth. Wow. Right. Baby doll, we want to thank you again uh, for joining us. You're just. You're welcome. Yeah. You're so terrific. I, I mean, I'm always lost for words. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for handling our questions. Uh, you're not just a beautiful person on the outside, but you're a beautiful person on the inside. And yeah. hashtag baby doll Hall of Fame 2024. <laughs> that is the new thing, everybody out there. Hashtag baby doll. There you go. You never know. You never know. Probably after I'm dead, they'll do it, but that's okay. No. <laughs> give, give, no. Make sure my kids get some money. That's all I want. <laughs> there you Thanks go. again, baby doll. We'll talk to you soon. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, Thank everybody. you. Jimmy, the great baby doll. That was great. That was great. She's fantastic. What can I say? She's She's fantastic. She always is. Two for two. You know, dude, I, I, I want yeah. I want to make one statement, right? Like, so mm -hmm. first of all, she made me like to me, she was a very level headed woman who was thinking things out clearly, certainly didn't have an agenda. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, she doesn't know Vince McMahon. Right. She clearly just doesn't know him. But she's making a judgment. And like you said, letting due process go right right um you know i'm all about free speech jimmy i am and yeah you That's you and sure. i you and i have for fought sure. back and forth on so many different things in life but we've always i think respected each other's opinions and thoughts like that yeah, yeah. here's my issue um so we're building this network. We've got all these great shows um and there's one show in particular Dan and Benny in the Ring. I'm Big fan of theirs. Uh, I consider them good friends. But Me too. their last show, and you could catch it on the network um, on, I think it was Wednesday at 10 p.m. And it you was could catch the it was rerun. Good, it was a good show. It yes. was great. Um, they, yeah. covered, they covered the uh, whole Vince McMahon thing. Mm -hmm. And I felt, but the thing I had a problem with is that I thought it was way too agenda driven. 
So Dan, on one hand, I've listened to him long enough and I've known him long enough that he's so anti-Vince McMahon. He's the guy you're talking about. We finally got him. He was right. going to buy into okay. whatever, right? Okay. Not thinking okay. clearly. And then his partner, right. Benny, who I consider a very close friend, and I, 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 I adore the man, I felt that mm -hmm. he wasn't being true to himself. I felt okay. that he was going with the popular majority. And the popular majority is burn Vince McMahon at the stake, right? I mean, that's, that's what right. everybody's going that's, for. Yeah. And I yeah, felt like general, Benny, yeah. who yeah. usually has cl clear thoughts, was just right. going with what the popular opinion was because, God forbid, you know, you get some hate text and hate mail, which we get on a regular basis, so I guess we're a little more used to it than him. And right. It, we it, are. It bothered me, right? Because I, I was like, right. I, it didn't bother right. me so much with Dan because I know how Dan felt, but it did bother me uh -huh. with the Benny thing because I just okay. I didn't get it. I felt like... This guy's a smart well, guy, and he wasn't, you know, well, I think he was more worried about the Monty and the Farrell fans hating the player than actually uh -huh. speaking his mind. Okay. And this is just my opinion, okay. right? No, well, you're, that, and you're more than entitled to it. You know, uh, one thing I will say, as far as clear thinking, Dan's really smart guy, so I'm sure he is clearly thinking this is his opinion. It's his opinion on Vince. It is what it is. Has he always hated Vince? Maybe not always. Maybe like, you know, it took one thing years back and then another thing popped up in the news and another thing and this is where he's at. That's fine. I got no issue with that. As far as Benny goes, Benny, I know for a fact Benny is not thrilled what's going on right now. I know for a fact. Now, is he is he afraid of that other people might think differently of him if he had a stronger uh, neutral opinion on it, perhaps. I don't know. I have to ask him. But in general, I think a lot of pe people are what stuff like worried about how they'll be perceived. Uh, to be fair, I'll use me as an example, right, Mikey? In the beginning, I, I was like, oh my God, this guy wrote, this guy wrote that, and this guy wrote that. I don't care anymore because my opinion doesn't change. I'm a clear thinking person, believe it or not, even though I look like Ozzy at age 56. What are you going to do? You know? But, uh, it is what it is. I don't, like, really put too much stock in worrying about what other people think about so, me, that's for sure. We wouldn't yeah. have the show we have if I did think that way. Well, let's let's fast forward then. Oh, I'm going to challenge you with this. Dan, the clear thinker, who made a, a statement was that if one-tenth of what's in that article is real, yes. Vince McMahon yes. needs to fry and he needs to go to jail. Say in right. the end I they find Vince McMahon guilty of having okay. sex with this woman, shitting on her head, mm -hmm. pointing her off to right. whoever, blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah. At the end of their show, they stated this is probably the biggest – I don't know if they used the word travesty, so don't hold me to it, but in the history of right. wrestling – yeah. In your opinion, if it all turns out that Vince is guilty of all this stuff with this woman, is this the biggest thing that ever happened in pro wrestling? And let me just feed you a couple of things. Grizzly Smith raping children. Jimmy right. Snuka allegedly killing Nancy Argentino. Chris Benoit murdering his wife and child. Right. I ask you again. Yeah. 
if everything in this 76-page document is 100% accurate, is this the worst thing that ever happened in pro wrestling? Um, no. The worst thing that ever happened to pro wrestling was when Chris Benoit decided to take Bibles and murder uh, a wife and child. I'm sorry, but you're not going to top that. I don't care what your personal feelings are, and I'm saying this to just anybody out there. I don't care what your personal feelings are about Vince McMahon. What Chris Benoit did is pure, real-life horror evil. That's the Exorcist times 90, okay? Hey, that was the worst thing that ever happened to pro wrestling. And, of course, afterwards, they started to get into concussions and all that other stuff. And if I could throw this in real fast, I find it hilarious that Mick Foley wants to have one final death match. For all you marks out there, you're not concerned about his well-being? You really think that he should have a death match? He can't even walk up to the to, to McDonald's to order the that is so much more cost-effective under his beloved president. So what are we talking about here? All My right? only message is this. All right? And... I'll keep going back to what Ted DiBiase said in the interview, and it's always stuck with me after that. And then we got to go to Eugene at 9 o'clock, which I'm sure we'll talk right. more Vince McMahon. Um, sure. If you don't stand for something, you stand for nothing. Right. If you can't stand for your beliefs, especially when you have the ability to have a forum like Monty and the Pharaoh, right. you're mm -hmm. in the wrong business. Now, if you yeah. truly have Agreed. that feeling, that's right. But if you're right. afraid to make your statements, look, here's the reality. Mm -hmm. I'm really not afraid of anything, right? I have my real life outside of this, and we've had some problems with some podcasters that went sure. overboard, right? right? We could fight one-on-one, -on -one, right. but then there's going right. beyond that, right? And right. that's right. no bueno for right. me, right? There's, they're stepping right. over the lines. You know who I'm talking about, right? right? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. But if you can't be truthful because you're in fear of the backlash that you're going to get, you're mm -hmm. in the wrong business, bro. You know? Absolutely. Wrestling is wrestling is not for sissies. You know? I mean, no matter who you are, wrestling is not meant for that. And uh, we learned that real quick, real early. You know? Uh, this, nothing, nothing bothers me anymore in this business. Nothing surprises me anymore in this business. Uh, this business is about people going into business for themselves. I know who you are. I can see you coming a mile away and so can Mike, you know? So basically it is what it is. I should trademark that, but what, it's probably already trademarked. What a show, Jimmy. What a show. Yes, sir. Yes, hey, sir. Hey, by the way, what Jimmy. A show. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Jimmy. Yeah. Did I tell you? Yeah. No. John Cena is following us on X. Oh, God, and I worked all day. I don't know if I can, but I will. All right, My guys, we'll see you at 9 o'clock where Eugene will challenge Monty and the Pharaoh on the Vince McMahon topic. We love you all. I want to again thank Baby Doll, one of the most incredible people ever. Love her. Yes. Jimmy, yes. I'll see you in a what-a-day minute. You've been watching Monty and the Pharaoh, and until 9 o'clock with Eugene, later.